the official sound of the Midwest. Midwest Girls is made up of two friends who turn co-host. Meg and I will take you on a raw and unfiltered journey through our lives as followers of Jesus. Whether we are sharing truth and biblical wisdom, giving relationship advice, or telling stories of our dogs, we seek to exist as a platform to give encouragement and love while maintaining our motto to be unashamedly bold, truthful, and genuine in the name of Jesus Christ. Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. Enjoy the show. Okay, welcome back to Midwest Girls. Wow, <laughs> it's been a while. It has. <laughs> Since July, I think, if I'm thinking correctly. Gosh. I know, it went fast. Yeah, because for some reason when Leanne said that earlier, I was like, no, it's been fall. I'm like, no, yeah. it has been July. Yeah. Because I had that orange shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that okay. part, but you don't have to. <laughs> I don't remember. I know we were in X, but I don't remember like our last one yeah. specifically. No, I don't either. But that's okay. So we have taken a break, and it's been needed. And at first, I thought you were sniffing the microphones. Nope, thing because you were really close to it. Nope. Um, but yeah, it was really needed. On a lot of parts. And actually, it's weird getting back in the groove of it. Because when you're talking, when recording, it's a lot different than just normal conversation. It is, because you and I have, like, normal conversation that flows so yeah. much. And I would say, godly, divine-inspired conversation. Yes. And then the minute you get in front of your mic, you're like, ah. <laughs> you kind of think, well, I'm really loud. I'm laughing too much. My yeah. laugh's a little, not, you know. Yeah. And you just think of all the things that you don't think about in a normal conversation. But to, to go back, yes, um, we took a break because God called us to a break. Yeah. And the break ended up being very fruitful yes. because now that we're back, we can honestly both say we feel like different people. Oh, yeah. That it was that God actually said stop. Yeah. And sometimes God calls us to stop and especially for some doers. You're a doer. I'm a, I'm a bit, I'm a doer as well. Mm -hmm. Like, well, why would you want me to stop this? Yeah. But it's always for a reason. Yeah. And he needs, he needed 100% of our attention because he had some things to say. Yeah, he did. So this is not just a, we've kind of learned from this. This is not just a podcast where we want to get something out weekly, which if we do fine, Mm -hmm. but if it's going to come out, it's going to be God God inspired. inspired. Mm -hmm. Not because there's plenty of, there's plenty of voices out there. Yeah. We don't really need to be another one unless God <laughs> yeah. is speaking, Yeah, right? It's true. I don't even like the sound of my own yeah, voice. Yeah, me either. <laughs> Proofing these podcasts are really hard, actually. I bet. Yeah, you bet. You're just shut up, man. <laughs> no, I'm like, man, I'm really, I'm really nasally. <laughs> or I'm very Midwest. Yeah, we are. Um, but actually, I remember where I was and the exact moment of like kind of telling everybody um i'm feeling called to stop at this moment and as we were talking before the podcast one i was crying because i'm just thinking this is what like how many years now 3 4 f- 
I think longer, Kylie. Five. I'm, but I, I can't, I can't remember. 2017, so five, almost five it's years. Five years. Almost five years this fall will be Project Six Eight's lifespan. Um, but I just remember thinking, like, what was the point of all of this if, you know, not that there wasn't a point, but me and my dramatic emotional self at that point in time feeling this call, like. Lord, why do you want me to lay this down? Like, why are you calling me to step back? Why? And I even encourage them. I'm like, well, maybe they're just supposed to do it. Maybe they're just supposed to do it and keep it alive. And they were also, um, Beth and Meg were also feeling called to, you know, kind of just step back as well. And um, it was in that season and time too, I was looking at it now, I was in a sense kind of burnt out, but not necessarily with the ministry, not, but just kind of life in general. Um, you know, everything with the boys, everything just was kind of spiraling and maybe spiraling is not the word I want to use. It wasn't a crisis. No. it. I think sometimes God just says, when he's said, follow me mm-hmm. for my yoke is uh, not heavy and my burden is light, right? Mm-hmm. He actually meant that. Yeah. When you feel like ministry is beating you over the head, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just this, I get that. Yeah. But if 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 God is calling you to step back, there's a reason. Yeah. It's not supposed to be this battering. Yeah. And I think so many people in ministry, I was when I was worship director, I got so burnt out. Mm-hmm. I remember like there were times where I was like, Lord, I don't even feel like I have quiet time with you. I'm yeah. so burnt out. And that is that is something really wrong. Yeah. When you can't even spend time with the Savior you're serving. Yeah. So we are to, that is maturity. Mm-hmm. And that's how I kind of feel that, that that God was like, girls. Yeah. Time to learn something new. Yeah. When I say stop, mm-hmm. you stop. Yeah. I got something to say. Yeah. And that's good. It is good. And he doesn't want us to, we're not supposed to walk around frazzled and afraid. Mm-hmm. Now there are, t- life happens, but... Jesus is the sustainer of peace. Mm-hmm. And so he was calling us to stop because you there there are things that have happened yeah. that you needed peace. Yeah. I needed peace. Yeah. And, I, and there are things in my life too. Yeah. So there was definitely a reason. Oh yeah. And then on top of it, so at first it was like how many the beginning of the new year. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I think until the beginning of the new year we'll kind of revisit, mm-hmm. see how things are going. And then the new year came. And I was just like, I still don't feel called back to it yet. Mm-hmm. And I remember I called you and we were talking about it. And I'm just like, maybe we should just say a goodbye. <laughs> like, thank you all for listening. And I'm like, we're just going to walk away now. And you actually like talked to me. <laughs> talked to me. Down. I talked to you off the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's all or nothing. I can't, I can't do this like half thing. <laughs> but like, you, you would not be you I know. if you sometimes did not do this. And this is something I truly love about you. Like, I'm not just making this up where I was just, you know, I just listened and was like, well, <laughs> come back. <laughs> I'm not saying hang it up, Kylie. I'm saying, I actually said, I'm saying I don't know. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Like we're in this point where it's like, I think it was because we, like neither of us knew and I'm like, that's it. I've never not known. I got to go 110%. I can't go 50. (laughs) And it was, that was a struggle. And I think that's part of the things that he 
had me learn. I mean, there's so much, but right. But that's one of them. But that's also how God made, that's how God made you. And there Mm. is purpose to that as well. It's not a bad (laughs) thing, but we all have our strengths and our weaknesses. So that's how you are. And that's, you know, I'm just your friend here. (laughs) You keep me grounded. Well, it goes both ways. It does go both ways. Because in all honesty, you're the same. Yeah. You're going to shut my house with rotisserie chicken. No one knows what I'm talking about. I had a moment. I had a moment. And Kylie was like, look, I'm coming over and I'm bringing chicken. (laughs) Okay. I don't know if we've ever mentioned this, but I don't. Cooking just kind of is not my thing. Oh, no. But you're so sweet. I was but, like, man, do I know where the rotisserie chicken is in chief. That stuff is good. <laughs> and it's good. And I will go and get that and feed our family so you can just cry and let it all out and yep. you don't have to worry about lunch. She was, so, she was leaving for a missions trip the next day. I was like, Kylie, you're so sweet. <laughs> just go. No, it's just Okay. <laughs> Really? I got the chicken. <laughs> Did you really? No. Oh, I feel bad then. No. I was in my driveway. I was going into town anyway. And so I'm like, I can swing by, grab the chicken, well, and come. I'm, I'm honestly, I probably needed you to come over with chicken, but I didn't want to be like, bring me chicken. <laughs> and I semi had a feeling that would be true. Because <laughs> we're, we're very similar in that aspect. Well, honestly, I was such a Anywho, we well, sometimes it's better. Yeah, <laughs> but so true friends. <laughs> yes. So, but coming back and kind of knowing, I mean, there's not much, honestly. To, I mean, there is a lot to why we bre- took a break. But coming back and learn, like after learning all the things that we learn, and it's gonna look different. So, like Pro- Project Six Eight as a whole, the podcast, everything is just kind of gonna have like a new look to it a new flow mm-hmm. um and we had kind of flirted around this idea yeah. even before yeah and I think God was kind of saying no this is really it yeah and the how it's going to look going forward is we've realized there is nothing more powerful than to give God glory in what he is doing in our lives yeah or a, uh, someone we might yeah. bring on mm-hmm. or a word he's given us and that that's what Project 6-8 is. And you are going through like theology school, all that. <laughs> I've just come here as a humble, I have been in ministry before, but now I am called to to homeschool and do this. That's been an adjustment. It's a ministry in itself. It is. But I we just come here humble and to give God the platform. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of more of this, sur- maybe it's just even a more inward change for us. It's just yeah. a surrendering. Yeah. And even... Because even, I think he even had to break that in me because I'm thinking, I'm actually, people don't realize this, but I'm actually kind of OCD about things. And um, especially when it comes to, I know how things in the business mind, things should look. Mm -hmm. And I know that, and it almost bothers me when it doesn't look a certain way. But when you're doing ministry and when God's truly leading that ministry, it's not going to look like anything else Mm -hmm. in my belief, in my belief and how he works in that aspect. So it could very well be we not record another podcast and, you know, for a month, you know, it's like, it's, we're just going to ebb and flow with it and truly let the Lord lead it. And if there's something like, Hey, I want to record this or, Hey, I just met this person. Let's try to get their voice recorded. Mm -hmm. And 
Um, I just, it's actually more freeing. It is. It really is. I think is. in a way, God was just, that's what he was saying. Yeah. Like, it is not supposed to be so complicated. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know if people heard me. It's not supposed to be so complicated. Yeah. We tend to complicate, and God is not the author of confusion. Mm-hmm. He's just not. No, he's not. And, um, Fullest verse. <laughs> I, I, I can't help you out there because I, 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 know, I know it's a verse, but I don't know mm-hmm. where. Um, but also, let's give a shout out to Beth. Who is hey step, friend? Yeah, who she did step back completely from Project Six Eight because she just you know didn't feel like this was the way to go at this point in her life. And you know it's a beautiful thing when you do work um, with people who you believe God is leading their lives. Yeah. And like you can like she was just here. Yeah. <laughs> and we were we're all good. So um, you know I know sometimes especially when our outreach is a lot of our community. Mm-hmm. I don't want people to be like, oh, what happened? No, right. It's like clean. No, like, nothing has ever. Nothing has ever happened. <laughs> no, it's never changed. No. She's, we, and we're all, and I'm proud of, the, proud isn't the word. I I have friends that when we say I need to step back from something, yeah, no problem. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I believe that the Lord is speaking that yeah. to you and that's fine. Yeah. You should, in yeah. fact. Like, please obey. <laughs> yes. Right. Um, no pettiness. No, no. And she very well might come onto a podcast yeah, sometime. Yeah, just don't you know. You never know. So we could see her again. <laughs> but I wanted to say that just because I know, like, you know, as things like on the site, you know, just just to cover all the bases. Not that we need to. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's a good point. People might be like, what the heck? All right. So let's kind of talk about where God has brought us, what he has taught us, and because um, we both have learned a lot of things. And I know the aspect, I can go first, or if you want to go. You go ahead. Um, so in July, um, when stepping back, and I said it was emotional, and it was because I kind of felt like, am I, am I, is this really what I'm called to? Like, what am I called to? I think I know, but now I'm kind of having a little bit of an identity crisis. I know who I am, I but what's my path? Like, what's my true path? And I've, you know, it was just this point in time where I'm like, I don't know what to do. Um, I feel a little overwhelmed by everything that foster care throws at us. And um, it was so roller coaster of emotions there. Like, um, like, and I had a hateful heart, which we'll talk about that uh, here soon. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And, uh, but like, so we kind of, I just kind of was called to be still and enjoy the time I had as a mom and a homesteader and all these things and it it was great and then I really but as we are going on I just kind of I knew that's where I was called at that point in time and I knew I'm still called to that too at this point in time as well but I knew that this wasn't it mm-hmm. and I th- and I just was trying to figure out okay what's happening then and so at the beginning of the new year we kind of fell apart <laughs> in the aspect of like we got word about the reunification with the boys like that's actually going forward the boys are still saying you know these things about not wanting to go back we're kind of confused like we want to love uh, and these you know these people um, but we're also really bitter towards them mm-hmm. And it was just so many emotions and um, 
right up until we got, uh, so right up until the mission trip in March when we went to Jackson, um, Mississippi, and I didn't realize there's multiple Jacksons in America. Oh. But every time I say, I, well, we're going to Jackson, they're like, oh, and somewhere. And I'm like, like Jacksonville, Florida? Maybe, I don't know. Oh. Or like somewhere west. I don't oh. know. I don't know. I'm like, Jackson Hole, not Jackson Hole. I honestly do not remember taking a geography class. I, me either. Is that not a thing anymore? <laughs> I don't think okay. so. <laughs> but um, literally, I think it was two weeks before we found out that the boys were going to be reunified at the end of May. Um, and yeah, it was still May then. And, and I'm also not supposed to like kind of tell a lot of things on a public platform. So I'm trying to also pick my words very carefully. So if you see me pause, that's because I'm thinking of how to best express, express this. Um, and it honestly, it, 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 um, like, just short of killed me (laughs) I felt like not to be really dramatic but um I just was like I don't understand like none of this makes sense it's been at this point 15 months like why why are all of a sudden are we pushing this why are we rushing it Mm -hmm. um they just started um like longer visitations and um it was to the point where even uh, our pastor, he pulled me in right before the mission trip, and he just said, like, are you okay to do this? Mm-hmm. And he goes, basically, like, I know you're going to go, but, like, what, how can I, like, how can we support you the best possible? And I just said to him, and I, and I truly meant this, I go, I'm, I'm, I just need to be reminded of the bigger picture here. Mm-hmm. And I got that on this trip, and... I had been on a missions trip before, but I hadn't had the same experience. It was good experience, but during this week, um, it just completely changed my life. Yes, I I can see it. (laughs) When you came back and we were texting, that's why I kept saying over and over, I believe you. I, and I'm like, I don't know if that was weird to no. say, but I could see yeah. that you were different. Yeah. I believe you. Yeah. And I'm just, I was just thinking like, I think I liked that you said that. Actually, I was really grateful you said that because it was almost thing, like, I'm saying it, but do you understand? Like, mm-hmm. no, this is a miraculous thing sometimes, that happened. Sometimes <laughs> you try to explain something that God has done and it's almost like holy ground. I almost, I think of that verse where Jesus says, don't throw your pearl to swine mm-hmm. because they're not going to understand. No. And I just wanted to be like, I, I yeah. believe you. Yeah. I believe you. Yeah. Yeah. And um, even Pastor Matt, like, because, you know, he did missions before, and he was just, he was talking about, like, the high you get. I'm like, this is, uh, like, coming back from a trip. Not that he was saying this to my situation, but he told all our mission team, like, part of our send-off, like, remember when you get back, people won't understand. No. They won't, because they weren't there. You were in, like, this bubble. And, um, but I'm like, this was more than a bubble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets that, too. It kind of shook you too, your foundation. Yes. Like, well, yeah, you'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and I, so the beginning of this trip, like, started with me kind of, I don't want to say I was bitter. I don't want to say I didn't want to go because I did want to go. This is, I've been looking forward to this. 
there had been multiple things that happened big and small that kind of just took through me through a loop and I'm just like this is my chance to kind of go and just be me Collect. yes and uh and so the first night there we got there and I actually was we were we sleep we slept in the church we were separated obviously by gender like male female and us girls were in the uh, actual sanctuary part of the church and literally sleeping at the foot of the cross like <laughs> and and I just was in my sleeping bag and I just felt this weird like this demonic presence mm-hmm. and my I it was just like a cold rush washed over me I was sweating my hands were just clenched and um it was literally like demons were saying to me like what are you going to do about this and I had spiritual attacks similar to this before, but I never felt like any, like anything really spoke to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, well, I'm going to fight you. Yeah. And Jesus' name, like, you, I, get away from me. I rebuke you. Like, you are not going to mess with me. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, and he, Satan's not creative. So he came at me sim- like in this way before, and I never felt the speaking part before. But I remember before a huge change in my life, before the spirit, when I went to, right before I went to Texas, mm-hmm. uh, the attacks coming and I felt a presence in our bedroom at night and it was, oh, and I know you have an experience with this before too. Mm-hmm. And I woke up the next morning and all of a sudden I just, you know, I feel, I'm still like just kind of feeling like kind of oppressed. Is that the word I want to use? Yeah. Or like, and just really beaten down. Yeah. And I got ready in the bathroom and I walked out and I had on a full face of makeup. And I usually, I mean, I, I like makeup. I think it's fun. Um, I usually wear it if I have, like, you know, just want to feel fun yeah. and feminine. You, you don't wear it on the everyday. No. That's the thing, too. This is why this matters. You don't wear it every day. You just wear it when you, it's like you just said, for fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even a part of your daily life. No. And yeah. And so. And, like, to the point where I almost didn't even bring makeup on this trip. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and then at the last second, I grabbed my makeup bag. And I'm, I'm being totally serious about that. So it's really it's really kind of ironic that that was a thinking point even before. Um, and I walk out of the bathroom, and one of the other ladies that went, her name is Angie, and I look at her and I go, I just put on a full face of makeup. And I don't remember the last time I did that. Mm-hmm. Like, I had eyeliner on. And like, even if I wear eye, like The New Year's party. Yeah, I haven't worn eyeliner since the New Year's party. <laughs> I had a cool New Year's party. <laughs> and, and like, I don't have it on today. Like, eyeliner on today. I have mascara. You know, like, just because I felt wanted to feel fun. Mm-hmm. And um, it was, so it's, like, a big deal for me to do that. And she and Angie knew things I've struggled with in my past, like with eating disorders, with self-image issues. I've always been a tall girl, like the bigger person in the class. And I think it all kind of stems from that. And, um, and like, I know Patty even has a story about me, like walking down the church aisle. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm just towering over everybody. And I'm like three. No, I'm kidding. I'm like probably eight. I don't know. And Patty's my mother-in-law. Yes. And, so it's just always been kind of a thing with me. and But I hadn't had to deal with it in a really long time. And all the, I'm just like, what in the world is going on? You were rocked to the point where Satan had you even questioning 
like who you are. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, but you knew, you knew that you were Christ. Yes. And that's why you responded. Even if the only thing you could say in that moment was, I'm going to fight you. Yeah. You knew where you stood. Oh, yeah. But it, it's still a fight. Yes. It's still a battle. It is. So it, you were up. Yeah. And you had to fight. And, and honestly, I'm still struggling with some things to this very point in time. I, I'm just like something is happening or is coming and and how i know that is because of how much i'm feeling attacked mm-hmm. and i'm like okay like there's good things happening so i'm going to praise god for that but man it's been hard mm-hmm. and during this week there's multiple times that you know things would come up and um I'm not going to say who said it on here, just in case. I don't think that they would ever listen to this, but just in case, because I don't want that person to feel bad at all. But we were cleaning the house, and I, I had a shimmy into a small place, and I come out, and I was talking to Angie, and I go, she goes, thanks for getting that for me. I go, oh, it's okay. I'm used to having squeezed small places. Like, usually people make me, like, on the farm. I'm usually the only female around, mm-hmm. so I'm naturally the smaller one mm-hmm. in that. You have to. Yes. You're the one that has to do it. Yes. And um, this person said, well, I can't imagine you being the small one. And and I'm like, I understand. I think that you were talking about my height. But, man, you don't know what I have been through. But doesn't that that go to show how cunning Satan is? Yes. That even in that person, they are just trying to be funny. Yeah. He was like, hey, I know where you hurt right now. Yeah. Yes. And I know if this person... And I hope that if they do listen to this, they don't feel too bad. No. But I know that they didn't mean anything by it. Right. But that's exactly like, that's the last thing you need to hear in that moment. Yes. I've been there. Yes. And that person, (laughs) I like, they don't mean to hurt me. No. But it does. Yes. Yeah. And I, I know that they meant it as like a funny thing. And I'm just... I was kind of, the whole rest of the day, I see that person. I go, oh, they see me as this. Uh, They see me as this. And I'm just thinking, no, like, they probably don't even remember the comment they made. Right, (laughs) right. And, um, and, And so, you know, throughout that day, we were, you know, keep going, keep going. I'm still, like, throughout the week, I thankfully, I gradually got out of wearing makeup. I didn't get out of makeup, wearing makeup completely on the trip. But I did give down to, I was just like wearing foundation. Mm. So like eventually like by week or day three, I was just like wearing foundation or like, you know, just mascara or mm. something like that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but it was just an internal battle that whole time on my self image issues. And Thursday night, um, they, we did worship Wednesday, Thursday and Sunday. And, but Thursday night, um, the message really had impacted me. Am I skipping anything? I don't, I don't think, think I'm, so. I'm skipping anything. I think to just to kind of like sum it up, you went on this trip, you had this news that the boys could be... Yes. Yeah. That they'll be leave, possibly going. Yes. And that Satan just shook you to your core, to, even to the point where you were like, I don't even know how to present myself. Yes. But I know I stand in Christ. Yes. Is that a good summary? Yeah, that is a very good okay. summary. <laughs> and... um. And so, well, the uh, pastor that was preaching, Pastor Kevin, he preached on Psalms uh, 139, and it talks about how um, David writes about how you know me, Lord, from my innermost, you know, my innermost being, you know, every thought I have, you've knitted me, or you've uh, fearfully made me fearfully and wonderfully, and like even things that 
I don't even recognize in myself, you know. And um, he was just talking about You're going to hear my kids. <laughs> and he was just talking about that, and he kind of intertwined his uh, testimony a little bit with that. And I just was, at that moment in time, really convicted. I'm like, what don't I know about myself mm. that I'm doing? Mm-hmm. And I kind of was just as I was sitting there and you know, the, I don't, you know, and it was a small church. So this happened, made probably made me feel like this, like a million times more, but when you, you know, the message is speaking to you and like the pastor and like, is like scanning the congregation. And all of a sudden you think that they're looking at you. (laughs) And, and honestly, as a person who has preached before, I don't even pay attention to necessarily the crowd. I'm actually looking at the back wall right above your head. So there very well could have just been, you know, in the direction I do. I think he was actually pinpointing me. No, but I felt like it. And so I was super convicted this whole time. And so I just immediately started praying and even, uh, Lord, like what, like search me and bring it to my attention and help me fix this. Mm -hmm. And because truly like, I just want you and I want to serve you well. Mm -hmm. And I just, I can't do that if I have these hidden things that I don't, I'm not even aware of. And, um, and actually that night, uh, Basically, Angie and I stayed up till like I think it was almost one a.m. Mm-hmm. And there were there's a few other battles that was going on through my mind, and um, I was just kind of like letting them out to her, and I was telling her like how this this sermon affected me. We prayed, and I'm not kidding. Overnight, it was like a transformation. Yep. And when we got back the next day, so I got back um, Friday. We got back Friday night, super late. It was basically like Saturday morning, early hours. And um, the boys had their visitation and I Seth took them and I picked them up and I was able to march right up their front steps and I knocked on the door and the mom came to the door and the boys ran out to the car and um, I was able, I go, can I pray with you? Mm-hmm. And she, her eyes got so big and it was just like, what? Like, her whole demeanor changed mm-hmm. and um sorry I'm choosing my words because this is somebody else's life but but basically it was just like somebody she was like somebody cares yeah and um she actually kind of leaned into me like and I asked I go I always ask people can I put my hand on your shoulder yeah. and so um I le- even like put my hand on her shoulder and I prayed with her and even though it was interrupted by Jackson, who I was holding with a cheetah, he shoved a cheeto in my mouth in the middle of the. <laughs> this is. This, I love him. Yes, I know. I'm like, it was wet. <laughs> Obviously, Jack. Wet cheeto. Um, but sorry, it was like kind of like a comic relief. Um, but it was just like, at that point, I and I knew that morning. I think I text you girls. I'm like, I feel like the Lord's calling me to pray with her. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so I think I just said, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I think you did too. In all honesty, I think that's I, true. Well, I think I, sometimes I never, I never, I just want to be here for people. Mm-hmm. I don't want to put my agenda or my thoughts on. Yes. Unless the Lord obviously says to me, yeah. you need to say this. 
that I just want to be there. Yeah. Anyway, enough about that. Well, it's true. Yeah. And I mean, that's pretty, I mean, ever since I can't even explain, like there's so much to this trip. I'm not even like diving into for the sake of time, but I could talk probably three hours just on this trip alone and how much it was heart transforming the amount of prayer and the amount, like I, so Angie like was, we were talking and she was like, you were like a duck in water. And I, I go, I, I get what you're saying. I felt that. I felt so at peace. I was marching up to these random apartments, inviting them to this place on the corner to come and get free food and prayer. And I had no, I know like there was a group, I was the only female. So I had a group of guys around me. So like, I don't, it, but it wasn't that. It wasn't because I had earthly protection. You were in God's will. I was, yes. I just felt so at peace and j- the uh. way the way that I have seen you in this trip and the like the way the I think the word the Lord gave me to almost like not to sum this up for you I don't want to put words in your mouth but this is how I interpret mm-hmm. it okay like as your friend who knows you pretty darn well yes you do um this that you went on this trip and you knew that there was stuff inside and you were struggling with some things and God gave you His heart mm-hmm. concerning yeah the boy's mom. Yeah. Concerning the boys. Yeah. And it was like, he took you and said, be open Mm -hmm. to what I, what else I can do. Yeah. Because I know in my life, this has been my biggest thing probably is I think I know how it's supposed to go. Yeah. But God knows so much Mm -hmm. better. Yes. And if we allow him, he will transform our hearts to his heart. Yes. That's scriptural. Yes. And he took your heart and he said, this yeah this is like one of the things you still got to give me Eileen and that and he and you did yeah and you did you fought yeah and you had that breakthrough yeah it's like the study we're saying it's you went through the wall yeah you made it and I I like I cannot believe like I truly like I thought I understood the piece Mm -hmm. before you have though my Leanne, my sister, shout out to her. She said it to me one time like that makes so much sense. Glory to glory. Yeah. So you, those, you did have that peace. Well, now you're going even deeper. Yeah. And someday more, you'll go even yes. deeper. So it's been from glory to glory. God takes us. Yes. And that's just part of growing up it in is. Christ. It is. And I don't like, there's no, I think what I, if I could get anything through somebody's head is don't put I know we said this before. Don't put God in a box. Mm-hmm. When you know, you think you know Him, you don't like. You realize you don't, and you get broken again in a different way, mm-hmm. and you come to know Him even more. And that's when you get even more understanding of the peace that surpasses all understanding. Yes, yes, and and the joy, a joy filled heart. Yes, it, I lost my train of thought. Sorry, I cut you no, off. it's okay. I, I, if I'm not supposed to say, I'm not supposed to say it. Um, just no, I've lost it. <laughs> I wish I could remember the verse. I just it was in Psalms. I wish I could remember the passage. It was a long passage um, that talked about like my hope comes. I can't remember how it goes, but the hope that I have in the Lord is also what brings me joy. Yes, and how and I, I really wish I could remember that word for word, but I, I'm just like yeah. It is like I can, I hope in God and because of that and because of my full trust in him, 
that brings the joy. And that takes so much pressure off of me. It really does. <laughs> and, I, and I think that's another way we unnecessarily complicate our lives. Mm-hmm. It's if we, like you said, if we choose to put God in a box, yeah. well, all of a sudden, it's up to me on how he would handle certain things. Yes. Well, that's a lot of pressure. Yes. That's a lot of pressure. It is. It would be a lot easier, even yes. if it's uncomfortable for a while, yeah. if I would just surrender. Yeah. I'm just going to surrender. Yes. And the times in my life I can look back and see where I didn't surrender, how much longer certain mm-hmm. things took for breakthrough. Yeah. But when I do surrender, I'm like, oh, yeah. well, that was pretty quick. Yeah. So like for you with this trip, yeah, you surrendered. Yeah. Quick turnaround. Yeah. And it's what also it taught me, speaking of surrendering, this actually is a good leadway into what we were talking about before too. And giving up the, surrendering the control over your life. Yes. You can't protect, I am a protector. That is just who I am. I want to, I I will take a, like a bullet for anyone. Like when I think of Jesus, I think of this ultimate, like this warrior, this protector, even though I know he's gentle and kind, it's just so, he's both. He's both. And, but, um, I, the reason I said that pastor Matt, like when he thinks of Jesus, he thinks of the lamb, he thinks of this gentle, loving thing. And I'm like, I think of, I know he's that way, Mm -hmm. but when I think of him, I think of him like, here I am, like. Like I am the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Mm-hmm. Like I think of His power, I think of His might, and I just think of how strong He is and how you know protective of His creation that He is. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. with that being said, so I tend to hold on to, especially my husband. Like, like I feel like with like the infertility thing, being in foster care, I've always it's been slightly easier for me to be able to in a sense not that I haven't grabbed back on to uh the boys like taking trying to control what I can't control in that aspect but I realized ever since that we've been married I've never ever surrendered um my husband over like I've always thought what am I going to do without you Mm -hmm. and what like what if something happened to you Mm -hmm. and um they it's just, and I, I feel like now I'm able to even surrender him over and realize that I can't protect him from everything. Mm-hmm. I, well, if it is God's will and we have had, you know, we've had cancer scares with him, Seth already, and like his mom passed away from cancer. I can't protect him from cancer. I think, and like just all these different things that, um, it just kind of helped me. This trip also helped me realize that it's not mine to control. I have to surrender every aspect of my life over to him. Mm-hmm. And if something happens to Seth and I'm left on this earth <laughs> without him, um, I have to also surrender that next plan. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about before, like singleness is next to godliness. Maybe we be I'd be called to a life of singleness. Maybe he'd call me to remarry. Maybe, you know, there's just, it's, I know it sounds weird probably to think about that, but I've always kind of thought it five steps ahead as well. And I think out scenarios and stuff, but I think just trusting the Lord, surrendering it all and realizing he is the God of faithfulness. Yes. It's not like you're actually saying like if that <laughs> you're saying that that last some of the things that you haven't given over to God 
you realize now you really can. Yes. You really can trust him with that. Yes. Like the thing that maybe was dearest to you. Yeah. So yeah, in a way, said she's not. Yeah, I'm not, she's wishing not wishing you, you dead. dead. You should say <laughs> you're the dearest thing to her. Yes. Well, I mean, really, because this is where, like, this. So, this is why I think I hold, like, hold on to like thinking, like, if he, if he would to die, not speaking this over him, please, Lord, protect him. <laughs> but if he were to pass, who do I have? Everybody else has their own, like, family. You know, like I have people. But it's not like we have kids. Right. So I think that would get into my mind. Like, well, what do I do? Mm-hmm. Like, our house is his side of the family's generational house. Mm-hmm. Not that they would kick me out. But you know what I mean? Like, there's just so many things that would go through my head. And it would actually be used to freak me out. Yeah. But well, life is complicated. It is complicated. We, we can't, in one way, we can simplify it and say, well, we just need to trust God. But at the end of the day, when you think through everything, you're like, oh. Uh, you start analyzing. But, yeah. <sighs> yeah. That's what's going on with you. Yes. <laughs> I think that really, I think, I, you were, we were meant to step back so that internal growth mm-hmm. was allowed. Yes. And I can, like, I think we're long enough. I, I know that I, I too have yeah. had some things change in my heart. We can maybe do that. I mean, yeah. Do you need to see where we're at? Oh yeah. Um, we could do that another time. Yeah. But um, it was meant to be. Yeah. And this trip for you was meant to be. And I don't know what else gonna happen. <laughs> I don't either. But we can confidently go forward saying that. Yeah. You know, we trust. Yeah. We trust. Yeah. Yeah. I just. I could go on and on and on, but obviously nobody would want that. But I just want, like, just being able to understand, I just want people to understand, like, when you, sur- like, just trust in the Lord, surrender it all. Yeah. It just takes so much pressure off you. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is peaceful. Mm-hmm. And especially this culture we live in, we more and more, I, this is what, this is what the Lord has been speaking to me in a nutshell, drawing in, mm-hmm. being quiet, abiding with Jesus. Yeah. Abide with him. Yeah. Because there's so much screaming for our attention. Yeah. That if we don't abide with him, we're going to get swept away. Yeah. And All I, all that I want this Midwest Girls Project Six Eight to be is a place for Christians, our brothers and sisters in Christ, probably more sisters, yeah, um, <laughs> to, to just find peace, yeah, and find Jesus, yes. And I guess really that's just what it is, yeah. This is what it is, yeah. This is a place to come where we can share, and be with Jesus. I hope that's what it is for you. We never want it to no. be about us us yeah it's giving jesus glory yeah giving him the glory and if something that happens to us along the way can edify you mm-hmm. well all right then yeah yeah um i believe that obviously god brings it through us to teach brings us through our trials to teach us things but i also think it's because of the next generation that is going to go through it not necessarily generation age wise but one day i believe truly believe that you'll run into somebody who's going through a very similar boat and you can help guide them mm-hmm. along mm-hmm. in that aspect 
or and just be like I like I said earlier, just being there for them. Mm-hmm. That's why I I I really feel just being available. Oh yeah, being with Jesus and just being available. Does oh, that yeah. make sense? It does make sense. sense because sometimes we we're in a want to fix it world, and a lot of times people don't necessarily want the advice. They just need somebody to just be mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. And especially when you have the Christian views, when you're just being with another Christian, it's like, you know, Jesus is there too. Yes. And that's why it's so nice. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Sometimes, I mean, we've, we've said before, like, we could just sit. We, you, me, Beth, and Lee, my sister lives here now too, yeah. Leanne, um, we have even said before, like, we can just sit in each other's presence, just be like, <sighs> yeah, I really think it's because it, the Lord yeah. is with there too. Oh, my yeah. battery's running low. <laughs> oh, it's okay. We're going to wrap up. But yeah, so we're happy to be back. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's what I could talk about next time is like, yeah. my sister does live here now. Yeah. Because she didn't back in July. No, she didn't. We <laughs> <laughs> were kind of in the middle of it. But the Lord has been on things that I had prayed for for a long time and had actually given to him. Mm-hmm. Well, he's really faithful. Oh, yeah. And like, well, blow your mind with yeah. how faithful he is. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'll be good. So next time we'll be talking about that. Mm-hmm. And... Um, but yeah, thank you guys for all joining us and, um, I hope you enjoy the new setup because I know we will. Yeah, we probably <laughs> need a new picture. Yeah, we do. At some point. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get us out of the cow pasture maybe. I like it though. I do like the cow pasture. Yeah, I think we, it's fun. Maybe we don't. <laughs> maybe one day. We'll yeah. see. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Midwest Girls. I would love to talk to you before you go about Love One International. As most of you know, Love One is so near and dear to my heart because in remote Uganda, 911 doesn't exist. When someone needs a medical emergency attention in the U.S., help is just a phone call away. But in remote regions in Uganda, there's no such thing as 911. When children in these villages become critically ill because of malnourishment or infections like malaria, HIV, and tuberculosis, their parents feel desperate. Paralyzed by their lack of medical resources, this is where Love One steps in to help. At Love One, we want parents to know that treatment is available, no matter how sick their child and how hopeless their situation may seem. Love One provides critical care, rehabilitative care, and community care to their patients that enter. They love people so well. Their motto is, love a child, save a life. If you would love to participate in this give back movement that Love One has started, you can see our show notes below and click on the Kindful link to be able to donate to Love One International. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day.